This is the Wrecked to Reformed podcast. Welcome back to Wrecked to Reformed podcast. I'm your host, Randy Adkins. And today was planned to be a response to hyper-Calvinism. Kind of this um, this this crazy thing going around saying that unless you believe in the sovereignty of God and salvation, then you're not even a Christian. Well, well obviously this is false, but today I, it, it's been a busy, busy two weeks. And so instead of touching on that and also a uh, brother of mine who was supposed to join me on here, <laughs> he was a little exhausted and... Uh, Brother John, if you're listening, I love you, brother, and I can't wait to have you on the show. All right, so instead of that, I just wanted to kind of go over a little bit of 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and and how it is that we are supposed to love one another. This Obviously, this is the love chapter, and a lot of people have covered this, but I think, I think it needs to be reminded. You know, we need a reminder of this every now and then. When we start flinging words like heresy and um, and things like that, when we haven't really understood what our brothers or sisters are talking about, now obviously there's a lot of heresy out there, and I'm not saying that there's not, but sometimes we're too quick to use the word heresy when it's it's error and and not actual heresy. So I just want to read this over for us all to to be reminded and, and kind of do just a little bit of exposition. First uh, Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but do not love, I become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned, but do not have love, it profits me nothing. I mean, think about that. This is somebody who sells all his possessions, gives the money to the poor, and then is burned at the stake. But if he doesn't have love, he's nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. And is not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant, does not act unbecomingly, it does not seek its own, is not provoked, does not take into account a wrong suffered, does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And this is just the first seven verses. But what so often convicts me and should probably convict us all, is verse 4. Love is patient, love is kind, and is not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant. And verse 5. Does not act unbecomingly, it does not seek its own, is not provoked. And this is, this is the one that we, I think, especially in this time, need to be reminded of. Does not take into account a wrong suffered. Are, are we taking into account wrongs suffered? 
when we're wronged, do we kind of hold that hurt instead of lovingly forgive? Don't take it into account. Love doesn't take that into account. I know I've been wronged. I know you've been wronged. But it's because we live in a sin-cursed world. And even in the church, you're dealing with sinners, though they are sinners saved by grace. We sin and we repent. And as we're sinned against, you have to remember that aspect. When we're sinned against, we forgive we forgive. That's the evidence that you've been truly been born again is that you have been forgiven so you can't not forgive your brothers and sisters in Christ. I think many times we're more concerned about our accuracy and theology, which we, again, don't take me this the wrong way, which we absolutely need. We absolutely need accuracy, accuracy in theology. All of it. But sometimes we're much more willing to hammer somebody with theology and truth. And again, these are necessary things. But we do so in a way that is unloving. And we need to not do that. We need to be marked out by love for one another. And sometimes it is... You, you have the, the right answer, and yet you can show restraint and love someone in, in times where you, you just need to keep your mouth shut. And then in other times, to show love, you need to speak, even though it's uncomfortable. So I'm not saying that you know, showing love to somebody is, is keeping your mouth shut all the time. Sometimes it is being patient with things that need to be said. Sometimes it's not hammering somebody when you haven't heard or understood everything that is going through their mind. That's one of the, the reasons why we need to be slow to speak and quick to listen. Because a lot of times we're really quick to hammer somebody when we haven't really understood uh, where they're coming from. I know I've had I've had the same thing happen to me, um, where I was fr uh, from the heart just explaining that you know the 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 word of faith people, uh, especially people like Jesse Duplantis who who said that he died or, or went to heaven. And seen God and, and spoke to an angel on a, some kind of train car. Uh, well, he's a liar. And I, and I was saying this, and a brother who probably meant well just hammered me. He said, and I, and I think he was wrong, but how often do we do the same thing? We just hammer somebody, and, uh, and we're not patient, we're not loving, we're slow to listen, and we're quick to speak. The exact opposite of what we're supposed to be. Um, and, and I've done the same thing. I'm guilty of the same thing. Because when you're Reformed, and you're very theologically sound in 
expositional explanations, sometimes it leads to coldness. It shouldn't. It absolutely should not. But sometimes we can be eggheads and unloving. And there's a, a whole lot of eggheads who are theologically sound, who do not know God. And this is also another concern. You have people who aren't Reformed, who know God, and are very much loving. Now, they're wrong on some things, and they need to be pointed out to them. But sometimes we need to be patient with people, rather than just be quick to hammer somebody. Right? So, as a reminder to myself and and everyone else who, who needs to be reminded to be loving to one another, let's love one another and be known as forgiving, loving, and accurate. Obviously, there's too many people out there who are not accurate in theology and biblical, and there are heretics and there's false teachers out there all over the place. Now, I'm not saying not to be hard on those guys, because we do. We need to be hard on false teachers. We need to be hammering away on false gospels. We need to be accurate. But sometimes, just just remember this, sometimes we need to be patient with our brothers and sisters in Christ because it is that patience that will win you the city. It is that loving kindness and patience with people who don't necessarily at that moment, they need it, but not at that moment, to be hammered with all the accuracies that you have in your understanding of Scripture. This is something that I've struggled with because Scripture is clear, right? And when we study Scripture, we see so many truths, and we can stand on those truths, but sometimes it's, it's, it's awfully easy to backhand somebody with Scripture. Now again, don't misunderstand me. We need more accuracy in Scripture than we have even today. But let's be patient. Let's be loving and kind. And yes, rebuke and reprove those who need it in love for the purpose of restoration. And uh, and let's love one another. All right. God bless.